From the Financial Times in London, I'm Shona Jenkins, and this is FT News. Saudi Arabia's execution of a dissident Shia cleric earlier this month was widely condemned because he had been regarded as a peaceful opponent of the Saudi regime, rather than someone associated with any acts of terror. In Iran, a Shia Muslim country, hardline protesters responded by setting alight the Saudi embassy in Tehran, prompting the kingdom to break off diplomatic ties and further raising tensions between the rival regional powers at a time when Iran is poised to rejoin the international community following last year's nuclear deal. On the line with me is Najmeh Bazormer, our Tehran correspondent, to discuss the events. Hi, Najmeh. How do Iranians feel about the execution of Nimr and Nimr, and how well known was he in Iran? Sheikh Nimr was unknown to many Iranians. Other than Ayatollah Ali Sistani, the senior Shia cleric based in Iraq, Iranians don't need to look outside their borders to follow senior clerics, because there are many of them at home. So it's hard to find any Iranian who is fond of Saudi rulers or that kind of establishment. In fact, many Iranians took the execution of Sheikh Nimr as a deliberate provocative move by Saudi rulers to infuriate Shia Muslims and the Islamic regime in Tehran, which is in a tense geopolitical power struggle with Saudis in the Middle East. For Iranians, this is not a sectarian war, but they suspect Saudis on purpose make it look like a sectarian war so that they can encourage more Sunnis to join the war in Syria, Yemen, and Iraq against Shias. This makes many Iranians very angry at Saudis, and to be honest, there were no tears for the cut in relations, even though some religious people are disappointed that they cannot go to the Hajj pilgrimage for the foreseeable future. Who was behind the attack on the Saudi embassy over the weekend? And was it condoned by the Iranian authorities? No group has claimed responsibility. And Iranian authorities say 40 to 50 protesters have been arrested. It's hard to believe it was a spontaneous gathering of some Islamic vigilantes who were outraged at the execution of Sheikh Nimr. If we judge by similar incidents against other foreign diplomatic missions in Tehran, then we should say that it was organized by a power center. Which power center that was, I have no idea. What we know is that for the first time, the regime is unified in condemning such an attack. This includes the centrist government of President Rouhani to hardline senior clerics like Judiciary Chief Ayatollah Sadiq Larijani. We shall wait and see if and how the Iranian regime will punish the detainees and if there will be any indication who organized them. So if the regime has a united front, as you say, what are the implications for next month's elections? This is an indication of the tense power struggle which is going on between moderate forces who have gathered around President Rouhani and hardliners who are mostly based in the Revolutionary Guards, the Parliament, the Judiciary and the state-run television. Maybe some of them thought without organizing with their senior commanders or politicians what should be done and they did it on their own. I have no idea. But 
I think both sides consider the next elections in February crucial to their political future when people have to elect members of Majlis or Iran's parliament, as well as the experts' assembly, which can choose Iran's next supreme leader. In public eyes, Mr. Rouhani is credited with securing a nuclear deal with world powers, which should be implemented pretty soon. Iranians hope sanctions will be lifted so they can see the impact on their daily lives. The problem for hardliners is that they don't have much in their hands to sell during their campaigns, as they have left horrendous economic and foreign policy records, which are characterized basically with massive corruption and isolation of the country when they were in power before Mr. Rouhani. Against this background, we can understand why some hardliners saw the execution of Sheikh Nemer, many of whom probably didn't even know him, a golden opportunity to create a diplomatic crisis for Mr. Rouhani, who is now a champion of peaceful efforts. So do you think that this has backfired or will backfire on the hardliners? I think they have succeeded in creating a diplomatic crisis for the country, but it's not clear this can be translated into a big victory in the next election. They certainly wanted to radicalize the country's political atmosphere to justify their dominance of power. But so far on social media, we see that people are very upset with them. There is no sympathy for Saudis, like why Saudis did that. There is anger at Saudis. There is also anger at hardliners, that why you inflict such heavy prices on the country. So we have to see how this will disappoint the moderate forces supporters from the elections, whether they think, okay, these hardliners do everything they want, And Mr. Rouhani is not able to stop them. So why should we go to the polls and vote? This will not benefit Mr. Rouhani. But if people think these hardliners are so dangerous and we should go to the polls and elect more moderate forces, then it can be translated into a failure for hardliners. You've been talking about how Iranians don't have a great deal of sympathy for Saudi Arabia and were not happy about the execution. But do you think there's a real deep hostility to Saudi Arabia amongst Iranians? Yes, I can say that Saudi Arabia is the only country that Iranian authorities speak against and people almost fully agree with them unlike the rhetoric that we see Iranian leaders use against the U.S. and some other Western countries like Britain, and people don't want to hear them, at least no longer. For many Iranian Saudis are those who supported Saddam Hussein, the then president of Iraq, to fight a deadly war with Iran for eight years in the 1980s. Saudis are those who wage oil price war from time to time, which Iran rightly or wrongly considers itself as a target. Saudis are accused of killing hundreds of Iranians during the Hajj pilgrimage last year and about 30 years ago. And historically, Iranians have suffered from Arab invasion, consider themselves far more civilized than Arab states in the Persian Gulf, in in particular Saudi Arabia. The social and cultural restrictions in Saudi Arabia are not only shocking to Westerners, They are shocking to Iranians as well, and they have no respect for those kinds of restrictions. And Iranians consider themselves far ahead in such areas 
like women's rights and national elections, despite all the pitfalls and deficiencies. Thanks, Najme. That was fascinating. If you enjoyed listening to this, look out for the latest FT World Weekly podcast, which examines the regional implications of the Saudi-Iran tensions. It comes out on Wednesday. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. States.